Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Today, we have a very special episode. Woo! So last year, you may remember, we did the deck reveals for all the pre-con decks. And this year, they're spreading that out to other content creators, which we think is great. Yep. It's better to get you know more angles out there, more perspectives in the community. So we're just going to be revealing one deck now over the weekend if you're paying attention or maybe when you came in on monday morning and opened your computer all the previews for commander 2020 are out there in the world now all the new cards have been shown off they've been spoiled it's really were, cool stuff you were a part of doing that you were as well <laughs> you were um so now a lot of people i'm sure are thinking what's the rest of the deck look like what's the full deck look like so that's what we're here today we're covering the timeless wisdom the jeskai cycling deck yep and there's tons of reprints as well every single year so it's important to know what you're going to get in the deck when you buy it uh, we're not going to be talking about the new cards today as in you already know all of them but we're going to be talking about what the values of the deck and the other ways that it plays and of course well just telling you what else is in the deck but before we get there you're going to want to buy some cards. You might even want to pick up this pre-con or any of the awesome cards in it because with reprints means that a lot of cards become a lot more affordable and new deck options open up. So you want to head on over to cardkingdom.com slash command zone and that way you're going to be able to purchase your single sealed project projects, product, magic product, whatever you need to make your deck even better, especially because cycling, I know, is one of everyone's favorite uh, sort of like weird archetypes that they like to build decks around. Yeah, I, I mean... Not that we're biased or anything, but if you are going to pick up only one of them, I think this is a good candidate. This is one of the cooler ones. Our preview so. card came from this. Cycling is really cool. I like what you said there, sealed project. Project. Because it is a project. When you <laughs> buy a sealed product and singles and stuff, you got to assemble the deck. First of all, you got to pick which cards go in it, but then you need to keep all that stuff protected. Ooh, nice segue. Yes, and then one of the best ways to do that is by using products from Ultra Pro. So they are the company that Jimmy and I personally trust to keep our cards and our collections safe, to make sure they stay in pristine near mint or mint condition to make sure that our cards don't get all banged up and ruined. We always put our stuff into Eclipse sleeves or other Ultra Pro sleeves, play them on an Ultra Pro playmat, make sure that they go into Ultra Pro deck boxes. They are the best company yeah. for protecting your stuff. 
Uh, so again, by supporting Ultra Pro, you're supporting all of our content. And the final way to support everything that we do is on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute to us directly. You get to chat with Jimmy and I on Discord. We're on there each and every single day. You get to do things like watch game nights er- day a day early. early. Yeah, and of course, the next game nights is going to be us playing these commander decks. Uh, we have some cool guests, which we won't reveal yet, but... I think you're going to want to see that one early. So think about going on over to patreon.com slash command zone. And also, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to Buck Wilcox. Buck, you rock. So it's an extremely busy month for us here at the command zone. We have all of the Ikoria product, as well as all of the commander pre-con stuff coming out, as well as the set reviews for everything, as well as the upgrade views for all of that. If you don't want to miss a single beat, you need to make sure you're subscribed to the Command Zone podcast, and you can do so by just clicking the subscribe button on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash the Command Zone podcast. If you're an audio listener, hey, why not check out the video versions? We show every card that we talk about, as well as highlight the synergies, and you got to really have a nice visual companion alongside that. And when you do subscribe, hit the little bell button so you know when all the videos are coming out, because we have, like, what? 15 videos coming out this month or something crazy? I mean, for instance, this week, we're probably having four or five videos, maybe a video a day during the week. So you don't want to miss any of those because we're going to go through all of our deck upgrade guides uh, after after we reveal what's all in this deck. We're going to then release videos talking about how you get them up to speed quickly. So, all right, let's get into the main topic here. I know everybody's anxious to see what's inside this box. Um Again, today we're going to be talking about the reprint, reprints. We may mention a couple of the new cards offhandedly, but that's, you know, spoiler videos and articles and things have come out about those. So that's not our main purpose today is to reveal what's going on with this deck that you haven't seen. Um, disclaimer, this year we don't know. We, didn't, we weren't given a sheet that sort of says mm-hmm. where all the new cards were previewed. We like to shout out who previewed what card when we know that stuff, but we don't know. So... Apologies, we're not going to be able to attribute all that stuff when we talk about a new card or a card that was previewed. Somebody probably previewed it. We're just recording this way ahead of time, and we don't know who it is. So you're more than welcome to leave a comment in the comment section below, letting us know, and we'll we will. I'm sure the other commenters would appreciate that too. Okay, uh, on this box is a very powerful commander. It's Gavi Nest Warden. Uh, let's read it real quick. Gavi reads two, a blue, a red, and a white for a 2-5 legendary creature human shaman that says you may pay zero rather than pay the cycling cost of the first card you cycle each turn. Wowza. Yeah. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 red and white dinosaur cat creature token. So right out of the gate, this is an extremely powerful card. It just completely gets rid of the additional cost to pay to cycle, and you get to do it once every single turn. So my turn, and then the three turns after that, right when it comes back to my turn. Yeah, and you get incidental token value if you cycle on your turn, because that will be a second card you're drawing during your turn, or if you cycle twice on somebody else's turn. Obviously, it's a cycling matters deck. Yeah, and there's a lot of cards in Magic's history that cycling, well, it takes advantage of, as well as abusing the fact that you can pay zero, because sometimes the cycling costs are very high because it comes with an additional effect. So Gavi, all in all, is going to be a card that definitely sets the tone for cycling for years to come. All right, let's look at some of the stats from the deck. So... There are 26 new cards in this deck. Uh, 
that's more than in previous years. And we've heard Gavin came on our channel before mm-hmm. and talked about how this year's Commander product has more new cards than ever before. So that would make sense that each deck would have more new cards than in the past. In the past, we've seen about 17 new cards mm-hmm. uh, in decks. So this is a lot more, 26. Um, there are 59 reprints and then 15 basic lands. So 74 total reprints, but actually 59 reprints of actual cards like that aren't basic lands. Again, that's lower than previous years because there are more new cards. Um, all right, now let's go into the real stats. <laughs> we have to just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Someday it's going to be like a 20-second stats intro. <laughs> it's going to be longer than the actual statistics. <laughs> Talking about burying the lead. Okay, uh, there uh, now Wizards has done a great job uh, of really packing these decks with great statistics for just buying it out of the box and playing it. So there are 11-ish ramp cards in the deck. We say ish because everyone's favorite Temple of the False Gods is in here, and some people don't consider that ramp. Uh, so we counted that like as a 0.5. But 11 cards of ramp, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, we want 10, so that's great right yeah. in the ballpark. There's eight different ways to draw cards that are not cycling. Cycling is not necessarily uh, card some draw. card draw. Yeah, you're replacing a card for another one. You're, it's almost like you're rummaging. Um, so, But there are eight instances of it outside of cycling, which is kind of crazy because the deck is already pretty jam-packed with cyclers. Five board wipes... That's right on the money. We usually say five board wipes and five single target removal spells, you know, as a good ballpark. So that's good. Speaking of target removal, there's seven-ish. So there's a couple of cards, again, when you cycle it, it does like some damage, for example. So it's kind of a removal spell. But again, seven-ish means that there's definitely more than five. Uh, And then cards with cycling, the big stat, 31 of the cards with cycling. And keep in mind that there are a lot of lands in here as well. So that is pretty much half the deck. Um, and then 14 different cards that give you payoffs for cycling. So it's definitely, I think you can just tell right away, it's a cycling deck. Gavi is the commander for yeah. this deck as well. Uh, so we're not going to do the full deck breakdown like we normally would. So look for that in our upgrade video. But we did want to highlight these stats just to sort of see how it runs down once you see the whole list. Um, we're also not going to be able to go over every single card that's reprinted. That would be like an hour long episode. So we're just going to talk about the highlights. But... The link to the full deck list will be in the show notes in the more info box below this video. So make sure to check that out. And you can follow along. Now let's get to the part everybody always wants to know, which is reprint and reprint value. What are the big cards that they put into this deck that have existed before that people can now get their hands on? And there's a, there's a few really good ones. Yeah, this has always been a sore spot for commander players in the past. Obviously, with new product coming out every single year, people want to see the cards that they do not have access to reprinted and having the price brought down. Uh, the first one is a Kyle Hill favorite, <laughs> and I actually had no idea that this had become so darn expensive. Yep. It's the Locust God. It's four blue and a red for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature god. Whenever you draw a card, you create a 1-1 one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying, and then you can also pay four mana to a red and a blue to draw and discard. So it is a very popular commander, obviously, and this card was sitting at $18. Oh, you forgot the last line of text, which makes oh, it yes, really good, too. Of course. Well, when the Locust God dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So it comes back. It's very hard to get rid of. As a commander, very, very powerful. One of those decks that can just kill you out of nowhere. $18. I had no idea. And, you know, we've been saying for years, hey, I think they could put, like, one twenty to $30 yeah, card in the thing. decks. This is pretty close. Uh, we should say the prices we're going to refer to here are necessarily from before 
the time when the decks revealed. Yes. Obviously, we're, prices, shoot, yeah. <laughs> we're shooting this video before the rest of the world knows about the deck, so there's no way for us to check the prices from after that point. But I think that's a fair representation of the value of the deck because it kind of tells you how much the card would be worth if they hadn't reprinted it. Yes. So you kind of get $18 worth of value out of the Locust God, even though now... Everybody knows it's reprinted. So as soon as we we said that to the world, the price started to go down because everyone goes, oh, there's going to be a bunch more of these out there and it's going to be worth less. And easier to get. Yeah, yeah, but the value is kind of, well, that's the only way we can calculate it anyway. Yep. Um, so $18, that's pretty great. Pretty great. And again, like when I think Watsi makes these lists, they also don't know what things are going to be like, but they do know that this is a great card that fits in the deck very well. And it's a very popular commander card. So kudos to that part at least. All right, the next uh, reprint highlight is an $8 card, and it's Arcane Signet. Aha. Two mana for an artifact that taps to add one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. So it's kind of the command tower of Signets. Uh, was in the Brawl decks only kind of before this, and so now it's coming in the pre-cons, and that's going to bring the price down for sure, but that's good because this is a card that goes in a lot of decks. Yeah, and I could see this kind of having the Soul Ring effect, too, yeah. where every single time we get Commander Prodigy, you're going to see the Arcane Signet be popping up and around because we get the new Soul Ring every single time the Commander Prodigy. And we see the Soul Ring climbs back up. You know, Commander product goes out, comes out, it goes down to $1.50, and then by the time the next Commander product's out, it's back to $4 or something yeah. again, so kind of nuts. Yeah, uh, this next one is great. It's a land, which I'm really glad to see reprint value in because these are the kind of cards that you can take out of these decks and put into so many others. Skycloud Expanse, it's a land that you tap one and tap it and you add a blue and a white. So it's very similar to what a Signet does, um, but it has color fixing on it. It does not tap four mana of itself, but before this show came out, it was a $6 land. Yeah, so... (laughs) More options to fix your mana that are not dual lands, I think, is something that people are always on the lookout for, and this card doesn't. Uh, the next one's also a land. It's one of the pain lands. It's Sheevan Reef. It is a land that you can either tap to add a colorless or diamond mana, or you can tap and add either a blue or a red mana, and then Sheevan Reef deals one damage to you, which is why it's called a pain land. This was about $6 before this reprint. So yeah, these great. actually shot up because they can add a colorless mana. So when the Eldrazi Winter happened, all of these old lands, the pain lands, went way up. Uh, this other one is uh, art done by our good friend Jesper Ising. It's a Reliquary Tower, which I, again, was like, there's no way this is going to cost a lot. It's it just a land that says you have no maximum hand size, and you can add a colorless man to your mana pool. And this was sitting at about $5 before this, this episode came out. And then there's one more card that's $5 or above, and it's Fluctuator. We actually mentioned this in our preview card episode for the partner commanders from this deck. It's two mana for an artifact. It says cycling abilities you activate cost up to two less to activate. So this... It kind of does what Gavi does a little bit. It makes your cycling cheaper, not necessarily free, but it does it for every cycling that you cast, not just the first on every turn. Yeah, and this is one of those types of cards that existed in the past for cycling, and had this deck come out and they didn't reprint this, oh, this card would have gone through the roof. So it's really important, I think, that they recognize that this card needs to be in the deck. And then the last highlight, and this is shown only for scale, is Soul Ring, which was sitting at about $4 before the precons come, come out here. So... These are all the cards that are worth more than Soul Ring in the deck. Mm-hmm. Locust God, Arcane Signet, Skycloud Expanse, Sheevan Reef, Reliquary Tower, and Fluctuator. Yep. Those are kind of the big reprints in the deck. Um, before we move on here, Jimmy, how do you feel about those big reprints? I'm actually really glad that three of them are lands and that actually if you look at these, every single one except for Locust God and Fluctuator are cards that can slot into so many different decks. That's actually a good point. uh, Which is, I think, very useful for players that don't necessarily buy the pre-con but are looking to the reprints to see, okay, what cards do I need to add to a deck that might improve me a deck a little bit but is now finally within a budget range that I think is acceptable. 
Now we are going to go through the total reprint value of the entire deck at the end here. We're going to talk about some more reprints between now and then. So these are just the sort of big ones, the headliners, the more expensive ones. Yeah, I'm really glad that the Locust Guy is getting reprinted, though. I think that's one of, a, a lot of people love that deck, and there's so many different ways to build it, too. All right, so let's talk about some other cool cards in the deck that have been reprinted here. Um, you would expect to have some big cycling effects in this deck, because one of the things Gavi does is reduce the cost of cycling to zero. So mm -hmm. cards that you know, are big and splashy and have cycling are cards that you would expect to be in here. And there are a few. Yep, this is a uh, an oldie but a goodie. Decree of Justice, XX2 White White. And it's a sorcery that says, create X44 White Angel Creature Tokens with flying. So if X was equal to one, this would be a six mana 4-4 Angel Flyer. Not great. Not great. Uh, however, it does say cycling for two and a white. So you can pay two and a white to discard this card and draw a card. And the final text, when you cycle Decree of Justice, you may pay X. If you do, create X11 white soldier creature tokens. So with Gaviat, you cycle this for zero, and then you can tap all of your remaining mana, and boom, get five, six, nine, whoever knows how many, uh, just in case that the regular cost of this card is not attractive to try and make four for white angel creatures. Having the option to cycle this away, draw a card, and make a bunch of one ones is kind of where this deck wants to be, giving you a lot of options for cycling and abusing Gavi's power. And Gavi also cares a little bit about tokens because she makes tokens. So there's right. a really good card in the deck. And I've actually very rarely seen anybody make angels off this card. They almost always cycle it yeah. because you can do that at instant speed and it doesn't cost you a card. Mm -hmm. You replace the card. So you get the effect, but you still draw the card off of it. So and it's a really good rate. Yep. Right? Uh, another big splashy cycling card is Acroma's Vengeance. Four white, white for a sorcery. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. And it has cycling three. So that if you need... The, one of the things with board wipes is sometimes they rot in your hand because you're like, well, I'm in the strong position. I don't want a board wipe. Yeah, I need my artifacts here. Yeah, so Acroma's Vengeance allows you to be like, oh, if that's the situation, then you cycle it away. But if that's not the situation, you kind of reset the board and get yourself back into it. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have... A cycling effect and that was one thing i noticed about the deck when looking through the deck list which is there are not a lot of cards that say when you cycle do something mm -hmm. but there are a lot of cards in magic that have that text so i think that's one of the things the deck is missing which you could look at in two ways right it could be a bad thing or it could be a good thing it could give you somewhere to go you know because i don't think we want these pre-cons to be like you open them up and you don't do anything they're just yeah. already perfect you want to be able to brew and build and take cards out and put cards in so that kind of gives you somewhere to go. Yeah, especially because it has other commanders in there. So you don't want it to be so focused in one that the option to even try and brew another one doesn't exist when you get the deck. Uh, there is a new card, though, that they did put in here, which I think is going to make a bit of a splash, uh, especially in cycling decks. But in general, it, it seems pretty powerful. It's Dismantling Wave, 2 and white for a sorcery. For each opponent, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment that player controls. That by itself is already pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's up to one, so you don't need to have a target. Uh, it could be zero, but three mana potentially getting rid of three powerful things on the board. However, it also says cycling for six white-white, so that's an eight mana cycling cost. And the reason it costs so much is because it says when you cycle Dismantling Wave, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. So this is great. With it's, Gavi, it's, it's a free instant speed destroy every artifact enchantment. And draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention it's just good as a single target removal spell on its own. And it's going to do work on both modes. So that's a new card. We just want to mention it because it is a big cycling effect. Uh, but it's on a new card. It's not on a reprint. Yeah. I'm um, a big fan, though. I'm glad that that there is a new card that does something like that. That is not the red one that blows up all your lands. All right. Let's when talk about... Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some cool cycling stuff that's also in the deck. Uh, there's a card called Tectonic Reformation, which is one in a red for an enchantment. And it says each land card in your hand has cycling for a red. 
any lands, basic lands, whatever, you can now cycle them for one red mana. Yeah. So good with the commander, because if you're ever glutted on lands, you have too many lands, you can just cycle through your deck and find gas. Mm -hmm. Just do it on your turn, do it on Jimmy's turn, because remember, she, uh, Gavi, reduces the cost of cycling to zero. And also, you could just pay the extra mana and do it, just kind of get through your deck. There's yeah, a lot it's of... it's just one red mana, so it's not that bad, actually. And there's a lot of effects that say when you cycle, do something in the deck, so mm -hmm. it just does that. And Tectonic Reformation itself has cycling, too. So that's a really, like, auto-include in a cycling deck, so I'm glad it's in there. It's an auto-include in every single mono-red deck, It's too. actually really good just in a <laughs> non-cycling deck, right? Because if you just have a lot of lands in your hand, turning those into other cards is great. Yeah, as long as you have good red mana sources, uh, and again, you can cycle the Tectonic Reformation away, too, which is what really puts it over the edge. Um, another cool cycling card. It's a new card. Uh, it harkens back to an old one, but this is one that people are very excited about. It's Astral Drift, two and a white for an enchantment. Whenever you cycle Astral Drift or cycle another card while Astral Drift is on the battlefield, you may exile target creature. If you do return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step, and the cycle cost for Astral Drift is the same as the casting cost, two and a white. Really good at protecting Gavi. Mm -hmm. You know, Gavi doesn't have an ETB, but somebody goes to remove it or whatever, and you can get it, you know, out of the way of that removal spell. Yeah, ETB uh, effects love this, obviously. Dodges board wipes too, because it comes back at the next end step, so... You can also kill a token creature on your opponent's battlefield, because mm -hmm. you can use Astral Drift to cycle that stuff. Or if they have... Or enchantments, or they're equipped, all of a sudden, instant speed cycle, bounce something, or, or flicker something is really, really powerful. Uh, another card that we talked about in our preview card episode with the two partner commanders... Uh, Brawlin and Shabraz is Drake Haven. So you don't need to go get that card. It comes in this deck. It's two and a blue for an enchantment. Mm -hmm. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do create a 2-2 two -two blue Drake creature token with flying. So one mana, two twos every time you cycle with Drake Haven. Or discard. Yeah. So if you're just doing a looting effect like the Locust God or whatever's on the battlefield, that's a good point. you get something with that too. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, Eternal Dragon, five white, white. Oh, this is a new card? No, this is an old card. Yeah, Actually, okay. so cycling's had a long, long history, and they added in this type of cycling to sort of make it a little different over time. So Eternal Dragon's a 5-5 five, five dragon spirit for 5 white-white. Uh, and you can pay 3 white-white to return from your graveyard to your hand, and you can only do that during your upkeep. But the reason you can do that is because you can pay 2 to plane cycle it. So plane cycling and basic land cycling uh, are basically a way for you to discard the card, and then when you do it, you get to find a planes in your deck and put it into your hand, which is really, really great. So instead of drawing a random card off the top of your library, this helps fix your mana. It's also a colorless spell to cycle, so it doesn't cost you any colored mana. So you can. this is great in the early turns. We saw a lot of cards with basic land cycling in the four color commander decks to help you fix your mana there. And, it, and Eternal Dragon has the ability to come back. Yeah, I think that's what's great is in the pre-con environment, sometimes decks will sort of start to peter out and run out of gas. And this is a way to kind of you return to your hand, cycle it again, return mm -hmm. to your hand, cycle it again. That's a lot of mana. But if you ever get into that position, at least you're not just totally stuck in the mud. Yep. Um, okay, and some other notable cards in here. Again, we're not going to read every single card, so we're going to just pick a few more. Jimmy... Recently, on an episode, we were talking about our most wanted reprints. Hey, we it happened. And yeah, yeah you were like, I, I, I want them to reprint all the signets because you always need them. Yep. And in a three-color deck, there are three signets that can go in there, and they put all three in this deck, every single signet that is in these colors. So Azorius, Izzet, and Boros signets are all in here. 
Heck yeah, that means you can take those out of this deck too and put them into other decks. They're kind of like Soul Rings and Arcane Signets to me. Is and it's a two mana, well not Soul Ring, but it's a two mana spell that is going to go in so many different decks. Even if you're like, for instance, a brand new player and you just need to add some more things to your deck. If you put a Signet in there, you're not going to complain about it. It's a great add. It's obviously going to give you a ton of value and ramp. And it's just good early spells to play in the game too. So I'm very happy about this. The Signets are another thing that tend to climb up in price over time because every deck you build, especially if it doesn't have green in it, which this doesn't, mm-hmm. you usually want the signets because anything that will ramp you and cost two or less mana is in a pretty high premium. Because once you get to three, you actually want to be doing bigger stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, so. and it can help fix your mana as well and help you get that color distribution a little better too. Uh, they also reprinted a Planeswalker in this deck. It's Chandra Flamecaller. Four red red for a four loyalty. You can plus one and create two three one red elemental creature tokens with haste. You exile them at the beginning of the next end step. You can zero Chandra and discard all the cards in your hand, then oh. draw that many cards plus one. So works good with all things like Drake Haven and things like that. Locust God, Gavi, yep. and all that, yep. And also negative X, Chandra deals X damage to each creature. So you can, when she comes out, she has four loyalty, you can negative four. It kills her, but do four to each creature. This is a board wipe with some card draw on it. Uh, very strong card in yeah. this deck, yeah. It's a six-mana Planeswalker, yeah. but everything she does is pretty darn good. And I've seen the plus one just end games, because having two, three ones coming at you. Like, in a 1v1 situation, her plus one is really powerful. Uh, last notable card, one of the classics from Ravnica. It's Niv-Mizzet the Firemind. Two blue, blue, red, red for a 4-4 flying legendary creature dragon wizard. Whenever you draw a card, Niv-Mizzet deals one damage to any target, and you can tap it to draw a card. So it's got a card draw on there. It's also got single target removal to a certain degree. But again, with Gavi, you're going to be drawing lots of cards. You're going to be doing so with instant speed, and Niv-Mizzet just sort of sits there as an enchantment slash a creature that can draw you cards. It can mow down creatures. It can also just hit people in the face for four. It's pretty good card. A very powerful card in its own right. I think a lot of people who've played Commander for a long time have yep. run into Niv-Mizzet decks. And it's a lot know. less scary when it's in the 99, but still good. <laughs> Okay, so again, we're not going to talk about every card. We're going to stop there. If you want to see the full deck list, it is in the show notes in the more info box below this video. But okay. we want it. We're this not is done. The big one. Yeah, so we want to talk about deck value here. Again, note the value we're going to talk about only includes the 59 reprint cards in this deck, not the basic lands and obviously not the new cards because we're talking about it and recording this video before anybody knows about that stuff. So we can't check those prices. Yep. Um, so all prices are prior to deck reveal. Okay, so, so the total, yeah, you want to read it? Yeah, the total is $96.20 as of the publishing of this episode. We added up all of the two plus dollar cards. There were 16 of them, and they added up to $73. And then we added up all of the $5 plus cards, and those added up to 48 Now, obviously, those two numbers to add together is going to be more than the total value because a two plus dollar card is also a five plus dollar card. So there's a little bit of... Well, five plus dollar card is also a two plus dollar yeah, card. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, not yeah. the other way. <laughs> yeah, and there are six of those five plus dollar cards, which are all the ones we mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So ninety six twenty. Um, just to give that some context, so reprint value ninety six dollars and twenty cents before the decks revealed, compared to last year. So twenty nineteen, the average deck value was eighty dollars and ten cents. If you, and this is at the same time because we did the same thing last year. We could only check the prices before it was revealed, and just the reprints as well. Yep, and only the reprints. So this is significantly higher than that. And then in 2019, the highest deck value, which was the Sultai Morph deck, um, was $97. So this is equivalent to just about the um, highest deck value from last year. Mm-hmm. The average deck last year, 2019, had less than two cards per deck that were $5 or more. 
So I think that you average them out and it was like 1.75 cards per deck that were worth more than $5. Um, this one again has six. And then in 2019, the deck that had the most cards that were $5 or more had only three. And again, that was the morph deck. Right. And again, this deck has six cards worth $5 or more. So I think on most axis, this looks pretty good compared to last year. Now it's possible that we're looking at the highest value deck of the five. Spoiler alert, we know all the decks because of game nights and things like that. And we've done all the pricing for all of them for future videos. This is not the most Ooh. Val high value of the decks. In fact, it's about middle of the road. So I think value this year is going to be a little better than last year. Yep. Um, which is good. It's still not, I think, to the level that a lot of people would like. We've talked about in the past. We would love some high value reprints, some sort of Feast of Famine type stuff. Um, this doesn't have it, but... It's still better. Yeah, and keep in mind, again, once this comes out, that price of the total reprints may be halved. It may be more than that, maybe less, but don't... But, of course, the new cards will All add. the new cards, yeah. yeah. And, of course, like Gavi and the main commanders from the past, we've seen those go up and down depending on their value. I think the biggest that we remember is, like, True Name Nemesis became, like, a legacy staple. And the so... Fairy's protection the Fairy's Protection is very high. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a blue free, quote-unquote, counterspell that's in this deck. There's a basically a force of negation. We'll talk about it more in the future, but I believe that will probably be pretty valuable, pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's got to be roughly equivalent in cost to force of negation because it basically has the same effect. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously not quite as good, but sometimes better. Anyway. Specifically to commanders. So, I mean, there's a lot of things in here, a lot of unknowns that we don't know as well. But yeah, I think overall, this is definitely an improvement. I don't know if we're ever going to have fans and players of Magic go, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. No more, no less. So, I, <laughs> this is what we get this year. <laughs> All right. Let's talk before we go a little bit, because one other thing that we have a slight advantage on because of game nights and having these decks is that we're we've been able to play them a few times yes uh, more than a few times yeah so we can talk about how this deck plays right out of the box yeah so i actually got to test this one out i looked at all the commanders and was like this is the one i want to play and i think the most important part about this deck is you don't necessarily need to cycle everything out of your deck out of your hand uh because sometimes those cards you'd rather cast and cycling is something that is very powerful and beneficial but you also don't want to unload your hand and potentially not draw the right parts afterwards because it isn't unknown when you cycle a card away yeah sequencing with this deck is really important right there's lots of decision points because even if you do want to cycle you might be like oh, i'd rather wait until gavi's out on the battlefield to cycle mm -hmm. so i get that extra value of the token don't have to pay the mana cost or do i want to get that velocity through my deck and start you know looking at new cards don't want to do that now so i like that kind of play pattern because to me it it's more in-depth strategy. I have more choices, more more potential times where I might go wrong. Yeah. But still, I can feel smart by like thinking of different angles and options and trying to figure out the best one. Yeah. The nice part about this deck, though, is that you have a lot of time to make your decision. It's like you have an orrery on the battlefield the entire time because you can wait until, you know, there'd be a lot of times I would pass and be like, I could cycle every single turn one time for free, but I actually don't need to. So I'm just going to wait until the turn right before mine. And at their end step, I'll make the decision to cycle anything. And on my turn... 
it benefits me to cycle because I draw a card for turn and the first time I cycle, I make a 2-2. We should say really quickly here that whenever we played these decks, we've only played them with the other pre-con decks. Right. So these haven't been taken out of the box and not changed and then played against real decks. Uh, that doesn't seem like it would go very well either. <laughs> well, I, I do I do feel like, and I think I, we talked about this, you feel the same way, that this is one of the more powerful of the bunch. This is maybe the most powerful of the decks, but it's, it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah, I think it's the hardest to pilot, but it also has the most, like, you're not going to get into a feel bad scenario with this deck because you constantly have options every card in your deck has multiple abilities on it and you'll find it very hard i think to like stumble on mana or any of that stuff just because again the deck's built well but more importantly you have a chance to look at a lot of cards yeah cycling is just naturally a mechanic that smooths this stuff out if you need lands well you can find them because all your cards turn into cantrips yeah if you don't need lands you can hopefully get rid of a lot of them because most of your lands are also cantrips yeah i yeah. think the only thing this deck doesn't have amazing ability to do is finishing power yeah. it has a lot of like i'm gonna fiddle around and tool around with a lot of things but how but, do i win yeah how do i win and of course make sure you watch the other deck uh, reveal videos you'll get a better idea of how those play but some of them just have huge six six tramplers and that's good enough that's pretty good <laughs> in the pre-con environment we've found yeah, <laughs> definitely by no means is it like prohibitively powerful. I think all the decks feel good and play well together and none feels like they don't have a yeah. chance. But I would say, you know, if you had to rank them on the power spectrum, this is near the top. It's not by a lot. It's just near the top among that bunch. Okay, that's going to do it for our deck reveal video. Make sure to check back tomorrow as we begin our budget upgrade series. We're going to be doing one video on each of these pre-cons. It's going to be a guide on how to quickly take them and upgrade them for a budget, get them out there in the wild, ready to rumble with real commander decks. Yeah, these are some of our more uh, popular videos that we release on the channel, and it's a very exciting time for us as well. So make sure you check back in. This is my favorite time of the year. It's Commander Christmas, and we're getting in a little bit early. And the first one we're doing tomorrow is going to be the Teamer Instant Matters deck. The Arcane Maelstrom. Calamax is the big dino on the cover. Lightning butt, yeah, as we like to call butt, him. Looking ready to shock everyone and get tapped down. And so that video is going to come out tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the Command Zone Podcast. If you don't want to miss any of the videos we're releasing this week, next week, the week after that, it was going to be a very busy month. There's going to be a lot of information to process. And we promised to do our utmost to be your number one source for all things Commander and EDH. All right. Our editing, graphics, and logistics team is Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, and Sam Waldo. And big thanks, as always, to Jeffrey Palmer for the living card animations that live behind us on set, as well as start and end each of our episodes on our YouTube channel that we've already mentioned. You can find Jeffrey, of course, at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.